Hey everyone, Nate, Veronica, and Lauren here from Foodies Watching Movies. Make sure to tune in every other Wednesday for a podcast that's got tasty food talk and epic movie discussions right here on the Journey Into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. Hungry for more? Go to the Journey Into Comics Network Patreon for early access and exclusive content at patreon.com backslash journeyintocomics. Following is a Journey to Comics Network production. witches and muggles welcome to another episode of literature i am your host joanna and today my favorite guest michelle is on how are you michelle i'm good how are you i am good are you excited to do this harry (laughs) potter episode again i i am excited (laughs) (laughs) so we actually recorded this yesterday you know we had it all planned out and it was ready to go and we just finished, and we had about an hour and 45 minutes of entire conversation to go through, but 20 minutes in, my audio just cut out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mish sounded like she was just talking and laughing to herself. <laughs> so, we're going to try this again, Yep, and, and hopefully it works. Yeah, I mean, if it does cut out, we just were not meant to do this episode (laughs) at all. It's a sign. We'll take it as a sign if it doesn't work. Then books only. Just just stop what you're doing. But today we're going to talk about the movie and book differences in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's or Philosopher's Stone. Granted, these aren't going to be everything that is different. These are just the things that we noticed while we were rereading and rewatching Harry Potter. Um, and if you haven't already listened to our discussion of the book, that is episode five, and it's called Harry Potter and the One Time the Stairs Changed. And without further ado, let's dive right into this. Um, so right from the beginning, it's totally different from the book. <laughs> Like, literally the first scene of the movie. Um, But the movie skips the beginning where Vernon encounters all of the wizards that are celebrating and marching around in their weird outfits that he's so upset about. And all the (laughs) owls and all the craziness in that, you know, he sees McGonagall in her animagus form because he's, is that fucking cat reading a map? You know, he's just traumatized. And I I have a cat that is, speaking of cats... (laughs) You have a cat that's speaking of cats? I have a cat climbing on my Harry Potter stuff, which is just really ironic. Take it off. Please 
but yeah, I didn't even notice that actually. I guess that part of the book just kind of went out of my head when I was watching it. Because yeah, I didn't even notice. But now that you say it, they skipped a lot. Like the first two chapters. Yeah, because, um, you know, like we said yesterday. <laughs> but, you know, that's where you get that sense of, all. you know, there's been a very long span of years where something shitty has happened and all these people are celebrating. We're in a new age. This is mm-hmm. this is a new thing. And in the movie, it's, hey, we put this baby on a step, you know, just, <laughs> just this doorstep, you know, good to go. <laughs> No explanation needed at all. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the things that I noticed at the beginning of the movie was that when Hagrid drops off Harry, the baby that he drops off at the door is like super small, like two months old. But in the actual story, Harry is supposed to be one year and three months old. So it's just kind of like, where did this two month old baby come from? Why? Why is Harry so small? Was he just small for his age? Because, I mean, like, at one year and three months, like, the kid could probably walk. Just Like, I'd be a little bit more worried <laughs> <laughs> leaving this baby on the doorstep. Yeah, and that's, that's something that I never noticed. You know, I never thought about what he would look like at that old. It just never, I'm like, oh, at tiny At the time baby. of drop-off. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he totally could have just walked away and got hit by a car or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have fun. <laughs> Good luck. Also, didn't Dudley bring a friend to the zoo? I think like in the books, he brings a friend to the zoo with him for his birthday. And then Harry can't get a sitter, so he has to go along too. Yeah, he's his friend was Piers Polkis. I, I I have it spelled, but I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. But <laughs> and uh, it's Mrs. Fig who can't watch him because she broke her leg or something like that in the book. Yes, and all yeah. of that's totally skipped over in the movie. Mm-hmm. Just eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and then one of the biggest scenes that I feel like catches everyone's attention, like as a kid. It's the first big thing that happens is the vanishing glass. And in the book, the glass never comes back. You know, they're they're just out their money. <laughs> but it just the, leaves. Yeah. But in the movie, the glass comes back and traps Dudley inside, and that never happens. But I think that was sort of like a wow factor to put into the movie to make kids super excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, it's funnier that the glass did come back and trapped him in there. But, yeah. but it wasn't supposed to happen. No. And then the snake is wrong, which, I mean, whatever. Not a big deal. But um, in the movie, it was a python. But in the book, it's supposed to be a boa constrictor. So not a big deal. <laughs> but it's still, still a different. change. <laughs> and I think he, like, hisses something different, too, when he leaves from the movie to the book. He says, like, thanks, amigo, when he leaves in the movie. But I think in the book, he's like, oh, I can't remember where he's supposed to come from, but he's like, whatever, here I come, or something like that. I don't have my copy. I think that I may have it, oh my gosh, in reaching distance. Imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's on the other side of the house, and... 
Yeah, that would, let's see, where are the letters? Vanishing, vanishing glass here. <laughs> Gee, I bet this is super exciting to listen to. <laughs> oh, God. Let's see, maybe it's this one. This would be a lot easier if I had my glasses. Oh, Brazil, here I come. Thanks, amigo. They probably had to change the Brazil part for changing the snake. I don't know if pythons come from Brazil, too, but... I have no idea. <laughs> I don't really know a whole lot about snakes, but yeah. In the movie, it's just, thanks. <laughs> that makes... Okay, have you seen that YouTube video of the I'm a snake guy? No. I'm a snake. <laughs> I like your face while you do that. Thank God this is a podcast and no one actually has to see that happen. Oh, so moving on. Um, okay, in the movie, they skip right over the whole journey to the lighthouse. So uh, Harry starts getting his letters. Vernon freaks out. They leave. They go to a hotel. The hotel gets a shit ton of letters. They leave the hotel because he freaks out again. And then they end up going to the lighthouse. But in the movie, it doesn't show how persistent the owls are by following them around. It just shows them at the house. And then all of a sudden, they're at the lighthouse. Yeah. Why? I feel like it would have been interesting to see Vernon get all red-faced, worked up at the motel, you know? (laughs) Where are all these fucking letters coming from? But <laughs> but seriously, and I think we had this whole thing yesterday about postage. Do you pay for postage? And how do you afford to send that many letters if there is postage? Because they send so many. Right? Like, do you pay with seeds? Do you pay with, like, like who would, who would you pay, first of all? Is there a post office? (laughs) 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 Anyway, (laughs) as you were saying. Like, is there even a post office that you would pay? Like, how does that work? Yeah, because, I mean, the owl asks, is going through Hagrid's coat for a nut? I think that's to pay for the paper. Yeah. Oh, shit. But seriously, why? What about postage? (laughs) Someone has to pay for that. (laughs) These poor owls are just going to town. Literally. Literally. They have, to, they have to fly a fucking long way. They do. <laughs> they deserve some treats. <laughs> Give them all the treats. So, <clears throat> another thing with the letters. After Harry gets his first letter in the book, he gets Dudley's second bedroom. And that's because it has the cupboard under the stairs part on the back of the letter. Mm-hmm. But in the movie... We just totally skip over that part. It's never mentioned, and no one really gives a shit. But in the second movie, we start with 
Harry having his own bedroom, but to someone who's only watching the movies, it would be, oh, you came back from your first year. Here's this bedroom. Please don't do magic. Like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't show why he got the bedroom. Yeah. So. Weird. Yeah, he gets a bedroom a lot longer, and then we skip the whole the next day, and they have the letters, smallest bedroom. <laughs> Right, because that happens just before they leave, right? Like, yeah, to the hotel and, yep, because those owls are persistent as hell. <laughs> They're on it. <laughs> um, and another thing, when Hagrid finally goes to the lighthouse, he recognizes Harry straight away in the books, mm -hmm. and it makes it so intimate between the two. Like, I took you as a baby, dropped you off at the stranger's doorstep. And left. <laughs> but in the movie, <laughs> you know, he sees Dudley and mistakes him for Harry. I mean, come on. Yeah. Come yeah. On. You you knew their parents. This kid isn't going to look like that. <laughs> no. You see Vernon. You can tell. <laughs> and like I said yesterday, I think it just, I think they just try to make him seem dumber than he is at times. Right? Like, because yeah. again, it just makes him seem dumb for mistaking Harry, who somehow even has the same glasses as as James did for Dudley. Like, right. so dumb. Okay, so this next one that's on my list of things wasn't actually mine. So when we sat down to watch the movie, my husband was with me, and we were going through things that were different. And in this scene... Uh, Vernon is holding a gun. Hagrid comes up to Vernon and says, Oh, dry up, Dursley, you great prune. And then bends the end of the shotgun up as Vernon shoots the gun. My husband looked at me and was like, Dude, Vernon tried to shoot Hagrid in the fucking face. <laughs> and he was like, You need to put that in there because I don't think that happens in the book. So... I needed to bring it up that um, Vernon tried to murder Hagrid. <laughs> In the movie. In the movie. <laughs> it could have been a very short film. <laughs> but even the shotgun part is wrong. And again, I'm sure it's for dramatic effect in a movie. Dramatic? Mm -hmm. Dramatic. Yep. Jesus. But... <laughs> but so in the movie, yeah, he bends it upwards and it shoots, but in the book, he ties it up into a knot and, you know, nothing happens. It's yeah. just useless after that. It never gets shot. I mean, I doubt it would have worked very well the way he bent it either, but... It wouldn't have worked with the bending <laughs> up either. <laughs> so while we're in the lighthouse, I also wanted to say, how much of an idiot is Dudley? I mean, this giant man bursts through um, the door, lights a fire with magic, and is currently yelling at your parents for not telling Harry the truth. And he's all like, wow, now's a good time to eat that cake. Like, is he a stress eater? Like, why does he think that at this point in time, sitting in the corner, shoving your face with cake with your hands is a good idea? This seems really appropriate right now. <laughs> this is exactly what I need to be doing while my parents are being yelled at by this giant. Yeah, which makes no sense. And obviously in the book that did not happen. 
Although it is, it's hilarious, but, you know, in the book, Hagrid makes sausages and tea and just, you know, because he's just the scrawny little tiny kid who's just been neglected and abused his whole life. Yeah. Motherfucker deserves some sausages and tea and cake. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) But yeah, but Vernon tells Dudley to not eat anything from that man, so he doesn't. He just gets the pigtail because, you know, he's there. <laughs> yeah. He just poof. Asshole. Which I'm still never, <laughs> from the book, it'll never make sense why they waited a whole month to remove that thing. But anyway, back to what we're talking about. So back to this fucking cake. And back to them trying to make Hagrid look stupid. And it's sad that this is so iconic, and I do think it's cute. But it's not accurate. But in the book, birthday is spelled correctly on the cake. But in the movie, they change it to B-I-R-T-H-D-A-E. Yeah. As if he doesn't know how to spell basic words. Yeah. Which, again, goes back to the trying to make him seem like a great big oaf thing. Yeah. And it annoys me, because, like, I like Hagrid. Right. He's so sweet. Like, why you gotta pick on him? He's the shit. (laughs) Another thing that they skip in the lighthouse altogether is that Hagrid tells Harry about his parents and Voldemort while they're there, with the Dursleys still standing there. But in the movie, they have them having this discussion in the leaky cauldron, you know, in a public place. (laughs) (laughs) Where everybody can hear. Yeah, because one mention of Harry Potter is not going to get anybody's attention. Or saying... (laughs) He who must not be named, or Voldemort. Every single name is going to make someone's fucking head turn to listen. Hagrid also said it twice, because he's like, he says it, and he's like, don't make me say it again. And then, like, five seconds later, he's like, Voldemort. (laughs) Again, (laughs) while he's, like, in the story. (laughs) And it's like, well, I don't think he would say it again, honestly. Yeah. But But it also bugged me that they didn't spend the night at the lighthouse, when they were supposed to be talking about this stuff, because then they eat their sausages and they drink their tea and they talk about it and then they go to sleep yeah and then you know they wake up in the morning owl comes brings the paper (laughs) harry pays with the nut and then (laughs) and then they head off for london but at this one in this one my goodness they he shows up he puts the tail on dudley they all scramble off to the bedroom and then he's like it's midnight you ready to go like like what the hell First of all, I don't think that anything in London would be open at midnight. (laughs) Like, why did they have to leave at midnight? Makes no sense. But I think, again, it's just for that dramatic... God, I keep saying that. Dramatic? I can't English. (laughs) No, that dramatic effect of, okay, I'm here. Okay, let's just burst out the door and leave. Mm Mm-hmm. But, but, I mean, they could have waited till the storm was done. Yeah, that fucking storm in the movie. <laughs> like, they totally took a boat across that to get there, let me tell you. <laughs> they all survived somehow. <laughs> and it obviously wasn't magic, because... Fucking muggles. <laughs> no offense, everybody. <laughs> Who is one? Who is one? We are not. No. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm wearing my Gryffindor, Gryffindor Quidditch shirt. 
I'm wearing my Ravenclaw socks, but they're like down there, and I'm not going to show you because I'm also not wearing pants. So. (laughs) (laughs) I am wearing pants. Oh, wow. They are. (laughs) I know. (laughs) They are Harry Potter as well. They're, They're sweatpants. I love I'm, I'm currently wearing underwear because my pants were uncomfortable sitting on the floor. So, so yeah. <laughs> now that we've discussed what we're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> so a big thing in the book that, I mean, isn't really a plot hole, I guess, in the movie, but it's just not accurate again. But Quirrell doesn't have his turban in the leaky cauldron when Harry meets him for the first time, because Voldemort's not sharing his body yet. Mm-hmm. So now we're discussing what he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> we're discussing what he shouldn't be wearing, okay? Because <laughs> when does Voldemort become on his head? I can't remember. Um, the f- After the failed attempt to steal the stone from Gringotts. Right, 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 right. But, yeah, in the movie, they have him already wearing the turban. Right. (laughs) You shouldn't be wearing that turban. Take it off. Yeah. Please don't take that out of context ever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm imagining that going really bad. We were talking about coral and how it should be accurate. (laughs) Because Voldemort's not on his head yet. (laughs) He has nothing to hide right now. Yes. <clears throat> I'm about oh, to cough. You okay? <laughs> you know, I can I was, see your face turning red. <laughs> I was starting to choke on my own spit. It's oh. probably from talking about what everyone's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> also, since we're talking about the vault there, did you notice that there was no green smoke that came out of Harry's vault? Nope. You were you were very adamant about that in the last episode. You were like, "Did you notice? It is a sign." But yeah. no, there's no no green smoke came out of the vault. Yeah, and like rereading, I'm like, "This is so important." Not in the movie. <laughs> Apparently not. It would be cool, but another thing about this green smoke that I'm very mm-hmm. curious about, and I can't stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Does it happen every time it's opened? Or was it just a one-time thing? Because, you know... How often would Harry's vault get opened? Probably never. Until he opened it. So was it just a first-time thing? And what was the purpose of it? It wasn't poison. It's, hey, I'm green. (laughs) Hey, I'm green. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Just smoke has thoughts, you know. (laughs) You don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also, in the books, Hagrid didn't pick out Hedwig for Harry, did he? I thought they went together for, like, both. I thought they went to the wand shop and to pick out uh, the bird together. Yeah, they did both together in the books, you know. Mm-hmm. That that whole scene is really inaccurate, but, it, it, I mean, it is super cute. I don't it hate is. it. That he just kind of, like, surprises him. Yeah, I think it's cute, but... Another thing, I really wish that we could have longer movies so we could see all the different failed attempts of all the wands, because there's more than three tries. I think last night you had said there was literally billions. (laughs) Billions and billions and billions of wands. 
Huge ones. Little hand ones. <laughs> Little hand Also, another thing that you brought up last night that isn't in the notes. Um, Hedwig, in the movie, they don't say her name at all, do they? No. And if that is inaccurate and someone definitely knows that it is in the movie... Tell just us send when. A clip. Yeah. Tell us when, or just send us a clip. I, because I don't remember it at all, and I've watched that movie a million fucking times. And we had a very long, like, thought last night. We thought for like three, four, five minutes of whether or not there was, and we couldn't think of any, any minutes that it came up. Yeah. It's here's your owl. Cool. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So this one is is a bigger one that bothered me. It's like basically the only thing that really bothered me throughout the whole freaking movie. So, uh, what's his name? God, just talking about him. Oh, Hagrid. Get is at the lighthouse. <laughs> He's at the lighthouse. He bursts in, grabs Harry. They leave on Harry's birthday because that's when he came to the lighthouse. They go, they go shopping in Diagon Alley, they have their talk about Voldemort, apparently, and then straight from after lunch, talking about Voldemort, they go straight to the train station, he gives Harry his ticket, and he's like, your train leaves in ten minutes. Harry looks at the ticket, and it says platform nine and three quarters on it. So first of all, I want to know why Hagrid couldn't show him how the fuck to get onto platform nine and three quarters, like here's your ticket, good luck. Like, I, I understand Vernon dropping him off being like, fuck you, figure it out. But, I mean, come on, Hagrid. And then second, this cannot happen because last night it was literally Harry's birthday and today it is September 1st. Like, where the fuck did August go? I don't know how they just skipped an entire month. Yeah. And that month is so important. It is. That's when he's going through all of his textbooks, and that's when he names Hedwig, which, I mean, not that they give a fuck in the first movie, apparently. Like, okay, this, you know, actually, it doesn't make sense that they wouldn't put Hedwig in there. That's the main fucking character. His name is in the title, and you're not going to name his pet owl in the movie? But, like, that, that, that in the movie, that's what I want to know. Like, where the fuck did August go? How did we just skip it? Diagon Alley has a different time, you know, <laughs> different dimension. When you go, you're just gone for a month. <laughs> <laughs> five minutes there is five years in the month. <laughs> but yeah, I never really thought about that until you brought it up. And now it's just more and more annoying. Isn't it? It's like yeah. the main thing that bugs me about the movie. It's just fuck August. Who needs you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm yawning. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make me yawn. Stop. I'm sorry. I tried. I, I did get coffee. I bought some coffee last night. <laughs> and some creamer. Good job. But, but I am exhausted. <laughs> Just so y'all so, know, when we did this last night, she had no coffee. That was hard. 
That was hard. That's that's probably <laughs> why. Maybe 20 minutes in, you hallucinated that I was talking and I passed the fuck out. You know, that's why it's silent for a whole bit after. <laughs> but we both had the same hallucination. We did. <laughs> but So now that Harry is on the train, he, this is the first time he learns about Nicholas Flamel in the books. Because mm-hmm. when he reads the back of the chocolate frog card, you know, because who's not going to? Mm-hmm. You don't know what the fuck anybody is or anything. This is all new. It has their connection on there between Dumbledore and Dumbledore? Dumbledore? Dumbledore! It's like Eleanor and Dumbledore put together. Man, I like fucking it. Sh- <laughs> but, your future you know, kid's name right there. <laughs> okay, maybe if I get another cat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But, um, you know, that's where he sees that connection. But in the movie, they have it from Hermione's light reading. <laughs> yeah. Like. It's definitely not where they learned about him. No. Also, while we're on the train, wasn't Malfoy supposed to introduce himself on the train? Not on the steps of the school with a lot of people and a teacher present? Because, like, I know they meet once before, but he doesn't know. Like, they meet in, um. Oh, God. The, uh... Like the robe... Store. <laughs> yeah. Or they're hemming their robes or whatever. Yeah, they meet, but he doesn't know who he is. But on the train, he, like, comes into the their little cubby with Crab and Goyle, and he's all like, You're, you don't want to make the wrong friends? But he in the movie, he does it on the steps in front of Professor McGonagall. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah, and she doesn't do anything. No. <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck. Like, you're a douchebag kid, you know that? <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of McGonagall, what the fuck is up her ass in the movie? Like, okay, she was supposed to call them up alphabetically when doing the sorting hat. It's supposed to be Hannah Abbott first. I don't know why I know that, but I do. It just, it's in my brain. But no, she calls them all up like, oh, Susan Bones, Hermione Granger, Ronald Weasley, Draco Malfoy, Harry Potter. Like, what the fuck? Who, who, who does that? When you're, when you have a class of people, you either do it alphabetically or that, no, that's the only option. <laughs> you, just only do it alph- option. <laughs> you just do it alphabetically. <laughs> Maybe they decide, I mean, it wasn't by height or anything, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, was she just like closing her eyes and like touching one? Like, uh, you next, you next. But another thing that's annoying about that is that that trivia game, the Harry Potter trivia game, mm-hmm. is based on the fucking movie. Oh. So I'm never going to get it right. No. <laughs> but it's so annoying that that trivia game is based on the fucking movie. It would be so much cooler if it was based on the book. That Someone would be much that. cooler. Yeah. Please, please make a trivia game based on the book information. Fuck the movie. Yeah. I do hate when, like, even when you take, like, those Facebook quizzes, like, how well do you know Harry Potter and stuff, and you're mm-hmm. all, like, confident and you're taking it, and it's like, you got four wrong, and you're like, no, I didn't. Yeah. And then it shows you the four you got wrong, and you're like, that's not right! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just gave up on all the Harry Potter quizzes, because it's always about the movie, and the book is where it all started for me. Mm-hmm. 
So fuck the movies, even though I do love them. Yeah, well, it's hard not to love them. But it does upset me that there's no Peeves, because he makes things so much more fun. Yeah. Like, he has a much bigger role in the books. I mean, I know that it's super random, (laughs) but it's it's exciting. And the one thing that I've heard is that there was a scene with Peeves in it, but they deleted it. And it's not on any of the DVDs or anything. So they just cut Peeves out of Harry Potter altogether. Which sucks. Poor Peeves the Poltergeist. I just bit my tongue. Give me a second. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Oh, no. It also annoyed me that they didn't sing the Hogwarts anthem. Like, why? (laughs) That's one of the best parts. And now I'm also just realizing that the Sorting Hat didn't sing his song, too. And I love the Sorting Hat songs. Yeah. You can't Uh, see me, but I'm pouting. (laughs) I can see you. Well, uh, yeah, well. (laughs) But what's funny is they sing it in the fourth movie. Yeah. When they're, after Harry has already been selected for the Triwizard Tournament, they're Mm. walking through and singing it in the forest. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, if you didn't read the books, you'd be like, the fuck is that? You know? (laughs) And it's sad that they cut out the Sorting Hat songs because of how dark they get at the end of the books. Yeah, like, he knows what's going on. Like, it really sets the tone for how dark it's about to get. It does. I thought you were pouting again. No. (laughs) The poor sorting hat. My my tongue is still a little numb from biting it a couple seconds ago. Oh, no. Okay. So, also, in the movie, Hermione is way more in with the boys than she is in the books. Like, they aren't really friends in the book until after Halloween. But in the movie, she's, like, with them from the start, which is annoying because, like, then they always leave out Neville's parts. Like, why are you leaving out Neville's parts, you assholes? Leave Neville alone. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I feel like Neville doesn't have a really big part in the movie at all. Which is annoying, because he's important. You know, he is important. I mean, I get that they're trying to... The Golden Trio. They're always yeah. trying to put that in there. But man... I feel like Harry Potter is a lot about the relationships with different people. You know, Mm -hmm. there are so many characters in the book. There are so many that get left out or they're just insignificant characters in the movie. Mm -hmm. But everyone has a role and Neville has a fucking role. (laughs) (laughs) So the midnight duel with Draco. Mm -hmm. Not in the fucking movie at all. Not there. You I mean, know, it's not really there in the book either, because it doesn't happen, but... Yeah, because he's just a little shithead. <laughs> but, you know, the Midnight Duel, that's where you see Draco where he's, yeah, I'm all talk, and then, you know, he fucking bails. His whole yeah. thing was to just get filched to catch Harry and Ron. <laughs> but they don't put that in the movie. No. We always see as the snobby kid, and I feel like that really drills in more of his personality as a child. You know, because hmm. I mean, we see Draco's no, character grow. I mean, he just totally changes throughout the books. I think, mm-hmm. but we don't get that tone in the movie as much. Maybe in the next movies, he changed like they add a bit more. 
I've never really fully paid attention for that, so I'm not sure, but... They have him a little bit. I I don't think we really see a character change until the last movie. Yeah. But... Yeah. And the worst thing, we're going to come back to the goddamn movies and how they've become the focal point of everything that's Harry Potter. Is one of the things that you hear the most is, it's Levi o it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Yeah, that's not in the book. <laughs> nope. It's supposed to be the pronunciation of Gar in Wingardium Leviosa. Like, that is the part that's supposed to be pronounced. That's what she's trying to drill into Ron. And the movie changed it. And now that is more common than what's in the book. Maybe it sounded, like, more snooty. I don't know. Maybe it was just... I don't know. Why would you change such an insignificant little thing? Like, that just seems like such a weird thing to change. Yeah. And now it's stuck forever. Just like Ravenclaw colors, and this has to be <laughs> aggravating for anyone who's a Ravenclaw, because the books is, you know, you have blue and bronze, but in the movie, you have blue and silver. And yep. <laughs> you almost have to go with blue and silver now, because everything's made in blue and silver, and the bronze aren't Everything. all that great with it. Everything that is Ravenclaw is blue and silver. Yeah, so you either have to make all your own blue and bronze, because that would be badass, mm-hmm. or you just have to deal with the silver. <laughs> it's just. I don't actually think I have anything sucks. that has bronze with, like the blue and bronze. You know, if I'd ever send you that damn necklace, <laughs> you would. Necklace, bracelet, bracelet, both. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a problem with podcasts. They can't see the look that we just gave each other. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just you get to hear an awkward silence, and we get the fun part, you know. <laughs> uh, okay, so another thing that bothered me in the movie—I don't know why it bothered me. It's like you with your ketchup and your Seamus last time. So it's Halloween. The camera's scrolling down the Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Yep, the Gryffindor table. <laughs> <laughs> There's hundreds of treats, sweets, candy, everything a kid could want, like literally just sitting on the table. As we're scrolling the table, heading towards Ron and Harry, on the freaking left-hand side, there's a kid eating a damn apple. Like, I'm sorry, what? why the fuck would you be eating an apple? If I was sitting at that table, first of all, if I was at Hogwarts, I would be fat as hell because all the desserts, <laughs> all the food, but yeah, especially on stairs. Halloween. Especially on Halloween. Yeah, I guess. But some of them are moving stairs, so. (laughs) And the one one stair that moved, whatever the fuck. (laughs) Yeah, I I totally get what you mean. I I did not notice that kid when I was rewatching it. I really looked. I guess I could have kept trying, but... (laughs) Was it even a candy apple or anything? Like no. Covered in caramel? It was nope. just a normal apple? Just red apple. I would be okay if it was covered in something. You know? <laughs> covered but in something? A chocolate, caramel, whatever you want. I mean, <laughs> as long as it had something on it. But no, it was just a red apple. Just Kids just sitting there eating while all the other kids are shoving their faces. Like, no. <laughs> His parents were dentists. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> That's also, 
Yeah. <laughs> also, when Harry gets his broom, three owls deliver it in the books, and they're, like, struggling, and then they, like, kind of drop it in front of him clumsily and then fly away. But in the movie, Hedwig comes soaring in by herself, just, you know, one woman wonder just, like, drops the broom in front of him and just kind of, like, here you go, and swoops off, like, no. How can a <laughs> bird carry big-ass broom? Because Hedwig's been working out, you know, <laughs> at Hogwaite's Liftcraft and Liftery. <laughs> I want to know how long that took to come up with. It was on a shirt that someone sent me. Oh. So I can't take credit for it, but <laughs> I will feel free to use it whenever. <laughs> if, if I were to actually lift, I'd really want that shirt. We'll get there. <laughs> but, you know, in the movie, Hedwig's just a fucking badass. Apparently. <laughs> Even though she doesn't have a name, possibly. Yeah, we, she's this badass, and we don't get to know her name at all. <laughs> but he also, the broom, when he gets it, is totally inaccurate, which is the same occurrence in the third. That one's yeah. really off. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he gets the Nimbus 2000 before they, he actually even starts practicing. But in the movie, it's yeah, right before the game, before right. that you were Yeah, fucked. I didn't even notice that. Harry didn't get to practice and try out his broom first. It's eh, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> also, for the first, like, when they practiced that first time, they did it during the day in the movie. Wasn't it at night in the books? Because you had pointed out that he didn't know what a golf, or he knew what a golf ball was, but not a basketball. Because yeah. they couldn't practice at night. Weird. Whoa. I dropped a lighter. <laughs> It was a very aggressive lighter drop. It was, and it's not the same lighter I started with either. And I'm really confused about this. Oh, no, it is the same one. I never took the other one out of my pocket. Oh, <laughs> no one on the podcast can see this, but she can. Look, I have Gryffindor colors of lighters <laughs> in my pocket unintentionally. Unintentionally? Okay. Well, actually, the yellow one was in the office and the red one was in my pocket. Meh. Happy. Happy accident. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing. How, like, I hate how the movie has such impeccable timing for everything. Like, nothing can be that perfectly timed. Because in the, in the books, um, Hagrid gets a, an egg. And they find out that he has an egg. But then he, like, sends them a letter saying that it's hatching and then they all go down to see it. But when, in the movie, they all show up to talk to him. And the egg is just so happens to be hatching in the fire at that very moment. Like, <laughs> I don't, like, why is the timing so good in the movie? Like, yeah. it makes no sense. Like, it was probably to save time, but at the same time, it's just like, okay, every single time you just happen to be there. Why is it always you three? But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but they always waste time, like, just showing the castle and the grounds like there's like 40 seconds in one scene where they were just like panning the castle like although i will never complain about those scenes because i live for those 
Yeah, but you can add actual story in those times. Yeah. So they just need to make it a series with every single detail from the books. Yeah. Exactly. Don't change anything. Yeah. Please Someone make the Ravenclaw make... colors blue and bronze. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> Give these people a chance. Yeah, so Netflix, if you're watching, please do this, because it needs to be done. It does. Um, okay, and then again, they cut Neville out. And, like, you know that Neville's my boy. Like, I'm defending him because he deserves to get his his say. Maybe not in this part, but... It was supposed to be Neville, Draco, and Hermione, and Harry as the four in detention, right? Yeah. Because Harry and Hermione go up to the Astronomy Tower to get rid of Norbert, the dragon, and they get caught by Filch, I believe? Yeah, at the bottom of the stairs because they left the invisibility cloak in the Astronomy Tower. Right, because they're idiots. And then... Neville was trying to warn them and get caught by Professor McGonagall. And uh, Draco was also out of bed trying to get them caught and ended up getting detention. But somehow, I don't even know how they got detention in the movie, but somehow in the movie, they, it was Hermione, Draco, Harry, and Ron. I think in the movie... Um, it's while they're still in, while Norbert just hatched, Draco peers through the window because, you know, he knew where they were somehow, mm-hmm. and runs to go tell McGonagall. Right. And then she gives them detention, and then Draco's all, <laughs> they're all smug, and then he gets detention too, because, you know, he was also out of bed. But yeah. Anything, how is Draco following them? Because... The Gryffindor common room and Slytherin are just not in the same area. How would he have known that they were even out? Like, does he hear rumors? Does he have supersonic (laughs) hearing? And he can just hear through walls to see when they're going to go out. And then he waits outside the Gryffindor common room and stalks them. Like, Maybe the portraits are really chatty. Maybe the fat leader's like, oh my god, these three just left. And then, like, they, like telephone all the way down to the dungeons <laughs> and there's a portrait in his room <laughs> I don't know he could be a professional stalker I mean you could he pay could. him he's just he, your own he personal looks like he detective could be. <laughs> I mean that fucking slicked back hair you know <laughs> Um, I lost my spot the very illegal baby dragon. Right. Okay, so that's another thing. So when Filch is bringing them to their detention, Hagrid's crying, and Filch is like, they had to get rid of it. So everyone seems to know that Hagrid had a very illegal baby dragon in his possession. They claim that Dumbledore sent it away to Romania. But, like, I'm sure Hagrid would be in jail. It's First of all, I think in the book it says that it's like a class 5 illegal um, animal to have. So he would obviously be in jail. Um, the school would have probably been closed down from having a freaking dragon. Like, if parents found out. Like, I, it didn't make any sense to me in the movie how the whole dragon thing went down. Yeah. Like, Filch wouldn't know about it. And first off, Filch is a douche. 
Like, he would report him right away. I mean... Absolutely. I can't remember who's the actor who plays him, but dude, he doesn't even have a nice role in Game of Thrones. Like, the whole guy is just a douche. I mean, I'm sure his actual person is nice. I'm so sorry. But, you know, that character is just an asshole. He would have put Hagrid in a goddamn heartbeat. Right? he hates everybody because he's a squib and he's bitter about his life. And I mean, like, how many times has Hagrid brought, like, mud in the castle? I'm sure he would do anything to get rid of him. Right? (laughs) But, yeah, Dumbledore wouldn't be able to save him from that. No. I mean, maybe. It's possible. Dumbledore is amazing. (laughs) But that just seems like such an intense crime to be like, oh, it's fine, I got rid of it. Like, how how would you even damage control that? Right. It was just a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so they omit a lot of stuff from the movies. And a lot of the times it is the some of the Quidditch matches between the other houses that aren't Slytherin. I mean, that's most of the time. Mm-hmm. But they totally omit the Hufflepuff. The Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. I like it. Oh, that is a thing. <laughs> It'll be Hufflepuff and Gryffindor if you don't get it. If you don't get it, why are you watching? Listening? Anyway. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> Muggles aren't allowed. Get the fuck out of here. We're gonna say the Hufflepuff match. <laughs> But that's where Snape was the referee. Mm-hmm. And this is after the Gryffindor and Slytherin match where, you know, Harry's broom went all fucking crazy and they thought it was Snape who cast that curse on his broom. Mm-hmm. So now there's all this anticipation leading up to this game. And it's crazy. And it's such a big deal at the end, you know, when Voldemort and Harry are having that discussion or him and Quirrell. How it wasn't... Snape the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's when I just thought about this. That was kind of the big thing, the big sign that Snape wasn't the bad guy. No matter how bad it seemed in the books, you knew that he was not bad. Mm -hmm. That it was going to be better. And that was one of those moments. And Mm -hmm. we don't get to see that in the movie. No, because then Snape just still seems like an asshole. Because then you don't find out really that, yeah. Like, I mean, you hear a little bit like, oh, he didn't do the curse on your broom, but. But you don't find out that he was specifically at the match to try to stop it from happening. Yeah. Like, he went to all that trouble to make sure that Harry was safe. That's so sweet. I know. (laughs) I love. I know some people hate on Snape, but I love him Mm -hmm. so much. Even if he is a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't everyone at some point in time, though? We all are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, when it was time for them to go to the basement, because that's what we called the room where he, the traps and stuff were, the kids were not as smart in the movie as they were in the book. Because in the books, they came armed with their flute to put Fluffy to sleep. But no, they just kind of like burst in with the invisibility cloak and no form of music like luckily there was a harp there already put her to sleep and it stops playing halfway through and they all just kind of jump in the hole but what were they planning on doing were they like planning to sing to her like what exactly him her fluffy i don't know what it is fluffy somebody tell us is it a him (laughs) or a her i actually have no idea 
I would say him. Oh, God. I have no <laughs> idea. But, yeah, that makes absolutely no sense. Like, you're not going to sneak past Fluffy. It's no. a three-headed dog. <laughs> exactly. So, like, what was their plan? I want to know. Like, were they all just going to come in and, like, break into song together? Like, was that their plan? Because <laughs> otherwise it doesn't seem like a very smart plan. <laughs> like, okay, what's a good song that everyone knows? Let's sing it. <laughs> A, B, C. <laughs> Go in singing the alphabet from the schooling that we did not have prior to 11 years old. Right. Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Do we even know the alphabet song? Uh, also, in the basement thing, they took out some of the traps. Did you notice that? Because in the book, they go through Fluffy. They fall into the devil's snare. Um, then they end up going for the keys. There's a troll, I believe, is one of them. Mm-hmm. That wasn't in the movie. Um, they do the chessboard. And then after the chessboard, there's those potions. But they seem to have taken that part out of the movie, which is annoying because Hermione kicks ass at that part. Like, yeah. they seem to have a trap that, like, highlights each of their skills. Where, like, you know, uh, Harry with the keys... And Ron with the chess, and then Hermione with the potions in the book. But they didn't have that part. And I mean, it wouldn't be that hard to have, like, 12 bottles set up on a table. It would take five seconds of the movie's time. It wouldn't have been that hard to add it. Yeah. But, yeah, they didn't... I know that they did probably just the three tasks to show... Hermione's good with spells, and Harry's really good on his broom, and Ron kicks ass at chess. <laughs> but they didn't even get the right fucking spell right from the book. In the book, she used Bluebell Flames to get rid of the Devil's Snare, but in the movie, she uses Lumo Salem. Yeah. Yeah, you're totally right. different. That is you know. totally different. But that's and... not even what she gets the points for. She's supposed to get the points for logic. Not, yeah, not from the potion spell casting. Yeah. Because <laughs> that one was easy. <laughs> and then all of them ride the brooms when they're in the key room, not mm-hmm. just Harry. In the books. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I do that a lot. But, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Again, it's trying to show that Harry's a badass on his broom. Mm-hmm. And that uh, is his really good skill. Did the keys attack them in the book while they were riding? I didn't think so. Like, those were some pretty violent keys. I can't even remember. Man, we just reread this. I know. I mean, I know it's been a few weeks, but man, we just reread this. <laughs> Someone answer that, too, if you recall off the top of your head, because we're all messed up. <laughs> So another thing, so once Harry gets into the room with Quirrell, and they do the whole shebang with the mirror, you know, when he touches Quirrell's skin, in the book he blisters, but in the movie he just turns to stone, which is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then afterwards, in the movie, Harry watches Quirrell die, but in the book he's just unconscious through the whole thing. When he wakes up, he has no idea what the mm-hmm. fuck just happened. Because, you know, yeah. he's out. He just remembers blistering skin and then, hey, look, I'm in the hospital wing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 
But why would I don't know why they would change it from blisters to stone? Like maybe blisters is more gruesome. Maybe stone is kinder, <laughs> less scary for the kids. I feel like someone turning into stone and then slowly disintegrating is pretty goddamn horrifying. That's true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, I but, don't know. But yeah, that's all I really had on all yeah. of the differences that I, I noticed and that you noticed. And yeah. I'm sure there's a million more. Oh, probably. <laughs> but even though there's a lot of differences, I still thoroughly enjoyed the movie. You know, mm-hmm. I, I thought all the actors were really fantastic. I thought everyone yeah. really fit their roles. Um, I yeah. didn't look at any of the characters and think, oh, I can't see you as being that character. Just No, their casting fits. is amazing. Yeah, like, now that I read the books, which kind of bothers me mm-hmm. in a way, is that I always hear those the actors' <laughs> voices. I see their faces when I'm rereading now. Yeah. I don't even have that my own view anymore it's pretty much the movie it's taken over yeah but the environment that they created hogwarts is beautiful diagon alley is amazing like it yeah feels like harry potter it feels like the books when you're watching the movie which is exactly yeah. what you want right like you want that magical feel and the happiness that comes from it and like the feeling of magic and yeah they did a really good job in the movie of keeping that feeling of you know feeling Harry's excitement when he sees the train for the first time and all that stuff, you know? And especially the, the, like, the bigger scenes were like, yeah, like you said, Diagon Alley just feels so magical and the Great Hall and, ugh, it was really good. Yeah. God, every time I watch the movies, okay, funny story. <laughs> <laughs> so when we got our first 4K TV, it's the one that's still downstairs, Mm-hmm. I watched all the Harry Potter movies again on it <laughs> and literally bawled because I was like, it's so beautiful. <laughs> I cry every time I watch the Harry Potter movies. I, I, I cried the other night and I was like, why? Right? <laughs> like, I know what happens. Especially like always at the end there when he's awarding the, and he's like, and Neville Longbottom for your, and it's like, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. Or when Hagrid gives Harry the photo yeah. album. Yeah. I mean, I know that that's different in the book, too, but I can't remember exactly how it is in the book. I can't remember. I can't remember. But I know it's different. But it's just as heart, like, just as, as feels. Yeah. You know, Harry opens that photo album, and you're just, and I'm broken. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, there are a lot of things in the movie that they kept the same. Like, you know, you got your earwax part in there. and <laughs> I love that part. Bless. Earwax. <laughs> oh, I forgot I had a cat in here. Did she just... scare you? Yeah, she hopped up her front paws on my thigh. And I was like, oh, my God, what the heck is that? <laughs> just my cat. Just my cat. <laughs> but... That is all we had for episode six of literature. If you would like to follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Goodreads at Literature Podcast. And you can also email me at podcastliterature at gmail.com. But we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.